0: One way of sharing your screenshots to social media has gone away to only one person's surprise. Plus, Netflix shut down an entire division, and a gaming rental service might pick up the pieces. Tonight is April 23rd, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say even uh, if you, gonna... <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. <laughs> wow, what what happened to your voice? So video games, that's what the show is about. This is one Akerifer from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game. Playing. I just don't like it. Billy O.K. says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why. It's, it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right, it's time to bring on the hogwash. Thank you, Pod Culture. Always here, making me feel better. Being here, everybody being here. The hype train that's in chat, that makes me feel better, too. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, a hype train edition the next one minute and 38 seconds of the bobby blackwell show where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history my name is bobby blackwell if you're joining us live here on this wonderful sunday night welcome thank you so much for being here uh we i uh, we do tape the show live almost each and every sunday night we're gonna miss a few in like may and july uh but almost every uh sunday night 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over at the voice of geeks network twitch channel Twitch.tv/slash/vognetwork, uh, and uh, but but we are a podcast, so I understand people can't be here on Sunday nights. Uh, and and there is a long list of former listeners, some of whom are actually in that uh, in that intro because Zen Monkey Eleven asked, "Where is Pimp Method?" That was the name of the person who says hogwash. Uh, I think he finally got tired of of my hogwash. Uh, the last time he had called in, I still remember the last time he had called in, and I haven't heard from him since. Um, I don't think he listens anymore, which is totally fine. People move on. Uh, you know, when you've been doing this show 18 years almost, uh, you get a lot of former listeners. You have a lot of former listeners. Um, but uh, we do have a Discord server, vognorwork.com slash Discord. That is where you can find stuff throughout the week. I'll be posting things uh, in there about either news stories that I'm looking at that I'm probably going to talk about this week. Or you can post uh, stories uh that you maybe think that I should be talking about as well. I do want to uh mention a uh, kind of a follow up to my uh some of the discussion that I had last week that was kind of off the cuff that wasn't like in the show roll. Uh because I was talking about uh because I'm going through uh the the ending part of my family's estate and my uh it, because my my mother passed away about 6 months ago now. Uh in my childhood home that we moved into when I was 3 months uh, 3 months old. Uh I'm I'm finally like clearing it out and finding and I've been finding things for the past six months. But I talked about uh, I had shown um, a Commodore 64 game mailer and I talked about how my father had one of these posters because my father pirated just about everything. Like when I'm going through my discs of like Commodore 64 games and IBM PC games and stuff because I found all those floppy discs. uh, Most of them are not legit. Most of them are not commercial uh, bought, and I said, but my father had a poster hanging up in in his office, and it was still hanging up, and it was like behind a uh, it was behind a bookcase or something like that. And I'm like, but it, but it was about anti piracy, and I'm like, my dad was the biggest pirate in the world, and but I was like, you know, I'm gonna before we clear everything out, I'll go take a look at it, and I took a look at it, and I'm gonna share it with you. I shared this in the Discord, but I'm gonna share it with you here on stream. Uh, and, and I'm gonna narrate uh what what these are saying, but it, it's not about the elephant. I thought it was the elephant never forgets. That's not what it was. It was this pirate or thief, and it has a big um. And I'm, I'm narrating it for the podcast audience. Says at the top, pirate or thief. It's got a big red no, you know, kind of like the Ghostbusters no. Uh, the, the And instead of Ghostbusters inside of it, it, it has like a pirate with a peg leg and, you know, stereotypical pirate or a thief in the dark trench coat with the dark hat and the, the, the mask and stuff. That's the part I saw. Now, one thing, and uh, I, I will give you a spoiler alert. I kept this poster. I said I wasn't going to keep it. Once we saw this, I kept it. Because in the bottom right-hand corner of this poster, it says DOD. Uh, information security, uh, information systems security. This is a Department of Defense uh, poster from like ni- from the late nineteen eighties. However, what I didn't know until I took it off the wall last week is that there was something on the other side. On the other side, it has a wreath with uh, a, a stereotypical Christmas wreath with a stereotypical Coca Cola Santa holding his, uh, shushing you with one eye. He's winking at you and he's shushing you. And it says, he does not share your passwords or he does not give away passwords. Should you? That's on the other side of this poster. So, yes, we kept it. It's actually in really good shape. Uh so we totally kept it. We did not throw it away. It's going to be at least this password one that um, that I'm showing here uh with 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 Santa. That's going to go up. That's going to be part of our Christmas decorations. We're going to hang that somewhere in the house during Christmas decorations. Uh, um so yeah, we're we're definitely going to do that. But I I just think it's it was funny about the uh the the uh pirate or thief respect copyright. It's the law. That's what it says at the bottom. Respect copyright. It's the law. And I'm like my dad totally did not respect copyright. He did not respect any kind of software copyright except his own because he wrote software and he really respected that copyright. But anybody else's copyright, no, he didn't. So uh, the, these pictures are actually in our Discord server in the Bobby Blackwell Show text Chat channel. I've uploaded them uh, when I saw them. Like I actually took these pictures at the house. Um, and then we brought the poster back here because we're like I was taking pictures because I'm like, yeah, we're not going to keep it. And then like my wife's like, we really want to keep it. And so I'm like, all right. It's Christmas decorations now, so we're going to keep it. Uh, so I wanted to share that, and, and 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 I didn't realize they were government posters. Now that I know it's a government poster, I'm like, all right, I'll keep that. Because even Se- Questbuster in chat says, I love government posters from World War II onwards to the Cold War, some great stuff. Uh, and Fifth Stream says, this is some Fallout stuff right here. I mean, Fallout, like, it's based on real stuff, like not the nuclear desolation and... and and mutants and everything but like how the government and and the department of defense and all that stuff and all the propaganda like that that's all based on real stuff so uh yeah so i wanted to kind of share all that uh and because we were talking about a little bit on last week's episode and then that's that stuff's kind of interesting maybe what i'll start doing is actually showing more stuff maybe not as as cool as that in that same way but like i do have like boxes of stuff from like the computer uh, from the Commodore 64 era because that's all the stuff I kept. Um and uh and I even have like boxes for like the local computer museum. They haven't said they wanted them yet. Um but there 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 were some very interesting like old historical artifacts of computers and and things that I found out that my dad I never realized my father was into. Like uh he was big into programmable calculators in the 1970s and he even helped author like some uh and i don't think it ever came out but like he helped author like some documentation about a specific way to use one of these programmable calculators uh to do uh electrical engineering work and uh, i found all that stuff and i'm like i have no clue anything about any of this stuff um but uh but it is what it is um so i i may be you know starting to do a little more of that stuff here on the show and and go through some of that because it's kind of neat And right now it's just sitting in boxes in my house uh, QuestBush says we can laugh at how silly some of these posters are today, but they were really used in a serious context back then, um, and and they still do this every once in a while. Um, I know because uh, I I live in Atlanta. Uh, it is impossible to live in Atlanta for a long period of time and not know somebody that works at the CDC. Like it, it's it, it, somebody's going to work at the CDC that comes across in your friends group. That's just that's a fact of life. And I actually have like five friends or people that I know that work at the CDC and I don't think any of them know each other. Uh but the CDC does this uh they they started using some humor stuff to get some things uh uh to get some things across and I'm not going to talk about what happened in 2020 this was before 2020. Um but it's essentially like hurricane preparedness they actually used the zombie apocalypse. Because The Walking Dead was huge at the time so they did a whole uh, thing about how to be prepared for the zombie apocalypse because that gets your attention. It's really about being prepared for tornado se- season or hurricane season or something where you do need to evacuate for whatever reason. Um, that's And so they actually do use kind of the humor aspect like this to get your attention. And that, that's that been something that, that uh, some pe- places still do today for better or for worse. So... I'm not going to be here. So in terms of the shows, I'm not going to be here. I'm actually not going to be here in two weeks. I've actually got a, a business trip that actually bleeds into the weekend, and I'm actually not going to get home in time to do the show on Sunday. Uh, I'm totally going to be home in time to go back to work on Monday. That, that's how that works. Uh, yay, capitalism. But uh, I'm not going to be here in two weeks. So that is, I believe, May, uh, May 5th, 7th, I want to say, uh, is that one. Uh, So I will not be here on May 7th. And then uh, a couple weeks after that, on Memorial Day weekend, I will also not be here because I am going to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, downtown Minneapolis for Summer Games Done Quick 2023. I will be hosting once again. uh, This is going to be – I I lost count already. I think it's 7th. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th time hosting, second time in person. Uh, And I talked about this last week, and then my schedule changed, like that night. I believe like it was like that night or the next night or something like that. uh, My schedule changed. So uh, I I, one of the shifts that I had, uh, I don't I no longer have. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I'm going to be doing again. Uh, And I haven't made a graphic for this yet because, hey, things changed. And so. On uh, Monday, this part hasn't changed. These are going to be remote runs. So these are going to be remote runners from all around the world that aren't there in Minneapolis. So I'm going to be, like, in a room somewhere else in the hotel. I'm not even going to be on stage. But Monday morning at about 10.50 a.m. Eastern, it's really going to be 11 a.m. They're not going to be on time. Uh, Alien Swarm, it's an Any% percent co-op run between uh, Kiki Stas and Mr. Deagle. Uh, So they're going to be running Alien Swarm. Uh, then after that, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle being run by Froob. So it's not a Yakuza game. It's, uh, we're going to be attacking Titans. So Froob's going to be running it from—he's out in the UK. He's running it from there. Um, so uh, that's going to be right after that, about 11, 20, 11, 30 in the morning Eastern Time. And then after that, uh, at 12, 30 in the afternoon Eastern Time, Crisis Core Final Fantasy Seven Reunion. It's an 80% race between DASA 3579 and Big Sid. So that's what I'm going to be doing on Monday uh, morning going into the afternoon here on the East Coast. The next one that I was going to have was Thursday night. It was uh, like Amnesia and Shante. I don't have that shift anymore. Um, What wound up happening is that uh, there was another host who uh, was scheduled to host for the game he was going to be on the couch for. So they asked if I would swap with him because he does horror games a lot. And so he would be perfect for Amnesia. It's actually a friend of the show and Eternal Enigma, who I've done stuff. He's also uh, a, a Georgia person. We actually did Southern Fried Gaming Expo uh, before. Uh, so I am now going to be on stage uh, on Tuesday night, starting at eleven o eight, eleven o'clock, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So this is actually going to be primetime dinner time on Tuesday night on the West coast. And this is going to be the meme run of, of this is going to be the run that everybody's going to be talking about, because this is the meme. This is the hilarious run. Uh, It's called silent Hill home poor. And it's being run by Schmumbler, and it's all bosses, new game plus. And you're going to sit there and you're going to go, Bobby, there's, there's no such game as silent Hill home poor. There's silent Hill homecoming. And there's Silent Hill downpour, but obviously you're you're messing it up. It, it's Silent Hill homepour. That doesn't actually exist. So here's the joke. It's a real speedrun. Silent Hill downpour has unskippable cutscenes. So what they do in two and a half hours is that they play Silent Hill downpour until there's an unskippable cutscene, and then switch over to play Silent Hill Homecoming. So they're playing both games at the same time. They play Silent Hill Homecoming during the cutscenes of Silent Hill Downpour. And so they'll get as far as they can in Homecoming, pause it when Downpour needs their attention, go play Downpour until the next cutscene, go back and play Homecoming, and they finish both games at the same time. This is, uh, it's gonna be funny, it's going to be great because uh, uh, an Eternal Enigma is going to be on the couch, so it's, you, you already know it's going to be great there. Uh, but uh, but this is going to be a real fun one. And then I'm actually, even though that's like almost a, a two-and-a-half-hour game, I'm going to be on for another hour after this, uh, Signalis by Drucifer Plays, uh, playing on any percent casual difficulty getting the memory ending. I will be uh, admit I haven't actually looked up anything about this game yet, so I can't tell you about it, but next week I will make sure to read something about it next week. Because I will know about it by the time I'm on stage, but I haven't done uh, I haven't done that yet. And QuestBush says I still want to pick up uh, Signalis, so we're gonna. Oh, I'm gonna learn about it uh, with everybody else. Um, and he says it's a great horror game too. So i I went from one horror block to another horror block, uh, or I think I went to the actual horror block instead of like they put amnesia uh, on another night just to kind of have a horror game in a different block. So uh, that is what I am going to be doing. Uh, I'm going to be on from like 11 PM Eastern until like 3 AM or something like that. It's great. I mean more, yeah, I can do it. Uh, so that is what I'm going to be doing at summer games done quick 2023. I will be once again done on Wednesday, uh, halfway through so I can enjoy, uh, the, the rest of the, the, basically the week long convention essentially. Um, and uh, I did see the arcade list and uh, yes, I will be taking my camcorder and I will be recording this, but, uh, the company that they have bringing out the arcades this time around, uh, which is a company I, I hadn't uh, heard of. It's not the same one that does the Atlanta ones. It used to be, um, it used to be Tokyo Attack, which did a bunch of arcade like Magfest and Dragon Con and Momocon. And Tokyo Attack didn't survive the pandemic. Uh, we got Save Point is what we now use in Atlanta. They're also out of Maryland, but this is a different company. And I saw the arcade list, and uh, I'm kind of glad I'm going to be there for a whole week and only working on monday and and tuesday and i will um i will show you all of that stuff there because uh, there's some stuff i'm really looking forward to playing uh and it's going to be there all week and i'm going to be there all week and there's only like a couple thousand people that are there it's not like the tens of thousands that are usually at conventions at all hours of the night anyway Summer games done quick. 2023. Uh, it starts on um, the Saturday before, or the Sunday before Memorial Day. So the day before Memorial Day runs for seven days, um, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to going and uh, seeing people again, and hanging out with people again. Uh, so I do want to mention also that, uh, I've got some early impressions of something that finally came out that I've run, wanted to play. And I was like, I'm going to wait for it to come out on console. I'm going to wait for it to come out on console. And it finally came out on console. Final fantasy pixel remaster is out now, uh, on uh, switch and PlayStation four. I got it for the switch. Um, I am kind of disappointed, disappointed, not disappointed. I'm kind of disappointed. It comes, it still comes in as like multiple different software titles. So like it, I bought the bundle. And it's like, all right, here's six titles now that are all on your home screen and pushed everything else back. But, you know, first world problems, whatever. Um, but I finally got it, and uh, I started from the top. I started from the beginning. I haven't loaded any of the others except for Final Fantasy one. And I love finally being able to really experience it this way. I have Final Fantasy on the NES. I have an NES Classic. It has Final Fantasy on it. Uh, I've obviously got other ways to play NES games. Uh, And so it's not that I haven't played it before, but the quality of life updates that they did uh, really make this game something that I can finally experience uh, on my terms. Because I would get frustrated probably uh, because I've gotten farther in the game than I ever have before. And there's places where I would get so frustrated having to backtrack. And there's uh, essentially they added... Uh, the ability to... They added more items to like refresh like your your magic and everything uh, instead of just leaving the dungeon. You can actually refresh inside the dungeon. But they've also got uh, experience boost and gill boost, which a lot of people are like, you don't need to do that. You know, it's easy enough. And uh, I don't care. I set it to four times. I got 4x experience, 4x uh, gill, I'm steamrolling everything right now, but I do know that the final boss is really, really tough in Pixel Remastered because they they rebalanced it uh, for everything. But uh, also, being able to turn off encounters that's been uh, that's been great. So for for those times I do have to backtrack. Uh, so turning off encounters, having the added experience in gills, so I don't have to grind as much, and then uh, it, it, but it keeps everything else like it keeps the you have no clue what you're supposed to do next. Hope you paid attention because they're not going to tell you again. Um, it still keeps all that. And you can swap which music you want. I actually like the reorchestrated tracks. Uh, they were still overseen by no- Nobuo Imatsu. Uh, but uh, you can switch and listen to the original 8-bit version all you want. Um, and they even have a CRT filter if you want to you know, get the little CRT lines and stuff like that and uh dark to see even says uh i started final fantasy 6 pixel remaster on steam but wound up getting stuck so i just hung it up until i was able to get it on switch i'm now past where i was but enjoying it a lot uh the encounters off thing helped immensely with the puzzle parts yeah that's usually when i would do it uh, the way i'm trying to play it is i'm using the encounters going on when i'm going into some place so i can like get the bestiary up and you know so because there is a bestiary you can actually look at and it'll even tell you their weaknesses and stuff Um, and, you know, going in, but if I have to backtrack or if I'm like, okay, I just want to explore this and I'm tired of getting poisoned and having to use antidotes, I'll turn encounters off, run around, open chests that have monsters in them so you still fight monsters, uh, and then we'll turn it back on, um, but you can set the, uh, the experience in the guild to be 0.5. So you can actually make it harder. And people are like, oh, the Pixel remasters are too easy. Well, then set that. You can even set it to zero, I think. Um, but I know you can set it to 0.5. So you can get half the amount of experience and half the amount of gill. And if you really want a difficult experience, you can get that there. Um, so uh, I I am very happy with it. Uh, and, you know, playing uh, through Final Fantasy I, I think I'm halfway through. Um, it's, it's still a very quick game. Um, you know, so it's, it's probably like the, the quickest Final Fantasy, but, uh, I'm about halfway through, uh, cause I am kind of taking my time about it. And I also don't, don't remember it. I don't have the muscle memory that a lot of people do. Um, but, uh, I, I am, I, I do really like it. You can buy them piecemeal. I paid the 75 bucks for the bundle on Switch. And, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm very glad that I waited. Because being able to play it on the Switch, on the go, because I don't have a Steam Deck yet, um, this has been the way to go. And the the things that they added, I believe like a lot of that stuff I'm talking about, they added with the console releases. And I think uh, that maybe they might have patched the Steam version and the mobile version to have these updates because they also changed the font. There's now a monospace pixel font available. And so, yes, I turned that on immediately. Dr. T says, I might try to get the physical, but my next big game is Zelda, so we'll see. Um I, I do know like the physical that they made for the US uh specifically, I believe is like that's long gone. Uh you'd have to go on eBay for that. I believe there's still an import version you can get on Play Asia and, and the Switch is region free, so you can still get that. Uh, but I decided I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not I, I'm I am not i i do not need it on on physical. As much as I like my physical cartridges. Uh, I don't need it on physical. I have Octopath Traveler two on physical. I am really enjoying that. I haven't talked about that on the show. I'm like forty hours in on that one, uh, and I'm I'm getting. I think I've finished all of chapter two of all eight characters, and I think I'm now on chapter three. Um, and I actually am really enjoying Octopath Traveler two. The things that sucked about Octopath Traveler one, they didn't do. They didn't repeat in 2. And the stuff that was great about Octopath Traveler 1, they did in Octopath Traveler 2. So I'm really enjoying Octopath Traveler 2. But the Pixel remasters came out and said, Squirrel, and that's where I was. Let's talk about uh, some of the stuff that's going on in the news uh, recently. These things uh, I wanted to mention. I knew that one of these things was going to happen. I'm kind of surprised it's only happened to one company. Uh, But uh, Eurogamer has reported that Microsoft has disabled It's function that allowed users to share their game uploads directly to Twitter from the Xbox console and Windows game bar. Uh, Microsoft said, uh, quote, you can still share your favorite moments to Twitter via the Xbox app for Android and iOS, unquote. So uh, there's a little more to this. There's other Microsoft products that interfaced with Twitter that also were shut off. And essentially the reason for this is because uh, for the same reason that Vogue can no longer post to Twitter automatically, Uh, Neither can Microsoft, and Microsoft would need to pay about $42,000 a month to be able to have that kind of access for everything that they were doing. The Xbox game bar and the Xbox sharing, uh, that's a very small portion of what Microsoft was doing. They actually had a a thing called smart campaigns with multi-platform, which is basically it's a marketing tool where people would use the Microsoft marketing tool to schedule posts that go to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or TikTok or, you know, whatever other social network that you want or LinkedIn, which they own, Microsoft owns. Um, And, you know, so you can actually schedule all that and manage it all in one place. Well, Twitter said, no, you have to pay us $42,000 a month uh, minimum. I think, because I think it scales up the more you use it, if you want people to use that tool. So they're like, all right, well, Twitter's no longer an option. Now we're just going to concentrate on the others. And as part of that, the Xbox uh, stuff was working under the same API. The reason it'll work from your phone, because you have workarounds, is because if you use the Xbox app on your phone, what it does is it prepares it and then it opens the Twitter app on your phone and you hit the submit button. That doesn't use the Twitter API. It does it's it's using Twitter's official stuff. Uh and uh Twitter's not gonna be able to stop you from opening the Twitter API from another app and feeding it data. Uh I don't think, I don't think Apple and Google would really appreciate that because that is a user experience that they enforce uh for all of their apps to be able to work. So um that's not gonna happen. Uh, so you're not gonna be able to do that from your Xbox specifically. What's interesting is that Nintendo and Sony apparently are either paying the $1,000 a month or the $42,000 a month. I don't know, uh, because I totally shared a screenshot from my Switch last night, straight to Twitter. Uh, so they haven't, so those companies are playing ball for right now, uh, but maybe they're not at the high level that Microsoft was. Um, so, uh... It it's kind of kind of sucks because I remember that Microsoft and Xbox specifically was very much on the forefront of integrating social media into the consoles. You got to go back to the Xbox three hundred and sixty, but they were the first ones to integrate Facebook. Uh, as in, you could actually browse your Facebook wall. We called it the wall at the time. Your Facebook wall. On your Xbox 360, it was part of the new Xbox experience when they got away from the Blades and went to the next uh, the next version, which was, what, 2008, 2009? And you could actually, like, bring in your Facebook profile picture, uh, your Facebook friends, they could, you know, and everything was integrated with that. And also, same with Twitter. You could browse Twitter from your Xbox 360. It did not look like Twitter. It looked like the Xbox interface with the panels, but Microsoft was at the forefront of a lot of that stuff, and it's kind of interesting to see that Microsoft was the first one that that walked away uh, from that arrangement. And uh, it looks like there's no love lost there. Uh, the person who runs Twitter right now uh, is thinking about getting lawyers involved and suing Microsoft so um, because he says that they were uh, illegally doing things that used to be okay. Under the but then when he took over it, they weren't and so he's going to retroactively sue anyway. Uh, qu- uh, Dark to see says we both use that feature quite a lot. I love posting my latest Mech Warrior Five mechs and other assorted uh, clips, but I may have to find the phone app. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there's uh, yeah, there's the phone app. There's you know sharing. You can share to other places. I think you can. St- I think Facebook you can still share to. You just can't share to Twitter anymore from the Xbox, but you can on Nintendo. And I believe somebody said you still can on the PlayStation 5. So Sony and Nintendo are still playing ball. They're still paying, which I believe they were all paying before. Um, it was not a free service for those companies that do that com- kind of data. It's just the price jumped heavily in uh, in the past month or two. Because um, like our stuff was free, and now it would be 100 bucks a month if they even let us. So our, what we do is went from free to 100 bucks, and so I'm pretty sure that the price jumped for everybody else and Microsoft's the ones that were like, we're not going to pay it. And then um, the last story I wanted to talk about here uh, is, is kind of tangentially about games. It's about a service I still use. And it's a service that uh, I use, a different service that I used for quite a while and didn't turn off until about, oh, about a year ago. And I'm talking about a company that takes a, a circular disk that has data on it, puts it in an envelope, sends it through the mail, and it arrives at your house. And then you consume that disk somehow, and then you put it back in an envelope, and you send it, You put it outside your house, and they take it away and send it back. And then you get something else. Fitzream says, what? Sounds like science fiction. Netflix pioneered this uh, back in the late 90s as a DVD rental service. As DVDs started taking over from VHS, they realized we could send DVDs in the mail. And so Netflix was formed. And they're like, we can send DVDs in the mail. And then Netflix went to Blockbuster Video and said, hey, you want to buy us? We can augment your, your store so you stay relevant. And Blockbuster's like, "Ha ha, LOL, you're funny. Uh, and then Blockbuster went out of business and Netflix took over. Netflix then learned about the internet. And said, hey, we could do this same thing except have it be streamed. And so they put the first streaming service. And now uh, on September 29th, 2023, they're sending out the last red envelope. Uh, this is what they said on their Twitter quote. It has been a true pleasure and an honor to deliver movie nights to our wonderful members for 25 years. Thank you for being part of this incredible journey, including the final season of Red Envelopes, unquote. I, I stopped using it for a while. Or after a bit because I didn't watch that much on DVD but it was the great way to see things that weren't available on streaming. Uh and so I but but I would rent DVDs or Blu-rays from them and it's how I would see things that I couldn't find anywhere else on streaming. Uh it was great for TV shows actually. Uh because you could rent like disc 1, disc 2, disc 3 when the DVDs when the TV show went out on DVD or Blu-ray, you could actually rent each disc separately on Netflix DVD. So I mentioned that something uh, somebody was going to take up the slack, and it's actually video game related. I'm talking about Gamefly. So Gamefly was the same concept uh, as Netflix, except Gamefly focused on video games. And they've been doing this for a while, and it's not just disc-based games, because you can get Switch games. I was getting DS games, PSP, Vita. Uh, they had all that stuff. I mean, the the... The older stuff, it's dwindling down, and they they sell all the old games and stuff like that. But Gamefly may be picking up the slack because they were, them and Redbox were all over on Twitter being like, Hey, I know that Netflix is is going away with this part, but uh, hey, how you doing? We're still here. Gamefly did something that Netflix never did. Netflix's DVD service never embraced 4K. So you could get DVDs and you could get Blu-rays. The other problem with Netflix had is that Netflix was beholden in order to get some of these studios to play ball on their streaming service, because it was the same company. They had to also agree not to rent out their uh, their collection on DVD. So if they wanted, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to just pull a name out of a hat. If they wanted Lionsgate movies, Lionsgate com- could come in and say, "Well, sure," but then you can't rent our Blu-rays and so all the lion they would be like okay well okay we'll get your streaming stuff and we're going to pull all your blu-rays and and no longer have them. So the DVD selection was dwindling and then as DVDs get scratched and they would just never replace them. So the selection was getting worse and worse on Netflix DVD and they never went to 4K. Now, Netflix tried to remedy this about 6 or 7 or 8 years ago, what is time. They made a big announcement and they basically said, "Hey, here's what we're going to do." we are going to split up our company and we're going to make Quickster. Remember Quickster? Everybody was upset about it. And that, because then you would have have to pay two different plans. You would have the DVD rental service, which was Quickster, and Netflix would be the streaming service. And for a long time, it was bundled together. Everybody complained. Uh, Netflix was drugged through the mud. And so Netflix walked it back. Then they wound up still doing it later. They just call it DVD.com, and you, they just didn't make a big splash about it. But they tried to make a big splash. The reason they tried to do that, the reason they tried to do that, and, and Quest Prozism says their stock price was wrecked when when the shareholders were like, what what are you doing? It's because the shareholders didn't understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to stop that scenario. I was just making up with Lionsgate. I don't know if it was Lionsgate or not. I'm just, I picked something out of the air. They were trying to make that not happen anymore. Because it was the same company, their streaming division, the, the the deals that the streaming side were making with movie producers and content producers had to affect the DVD side because they had to get it was one company. They were trying to split the company so that wouldn't affect it anymore and they could strengthen the DVD business because it would technically be a different company. Unfortunately, the stock price fell. The stockholders were like, what are you doing? This is terrible. And so they had to walk it back. And then here we are. Now, so I think at that point, they were like, all right, we're eventually going to be shutting this down. So we're not going to try to grow it anymore. We tried to grow it. The shareholders re- revolted. And in America, it is illegal to do something that's not in the best interest of the shareholders. So if they say you can't do it, you can't do it. It's the way it works. Uh, so they never they never embraced 4K UHD. They never went into games uh, I think they piloted games at one point, but then they turned that out, turned it around. And then they just stopped buying new stuff. Like, you couldn't get newer things. Uh, and they wouldn't replace old stuff. So, uh, Gamefly, on the other hand, because they were the upstart, they wanted to compete more with Netflix, so they got on the 4K Blu-ray bandwagon. You can rent 4K Blu-rays on Gamefly. And I, I know you can say, well, you could stream 4K. Well, A, if you have a data cap, you can't do that that much. And B... 4K UHD Blu-rays have um they're at a much much higher bit rate than what you get from 4K streaming. Much higher. Especially in the sound department. 4K Blu-rays, when I play a 4K UHD Blu-ray, it sounds a lot better than if I stream the same 4K movie off of like Disney Plus. Even though Disney Plus also has the Dolby Atmos and and all that sound stuff, it's just it it sounds crisper. On the on the from a 4K Blu-ray and same with the picture, because you are just getting a direct feed of a higher bit rate of 4K than you are from a Disney Plus or an HBO Max or anything like that. Questbuster says, "I remember reading that uh, Reed Hastings, in one of the final fiscal and uh, one of the fiscal reports later, said something to the effect of, quote, We also expect DVD rentals to decline in future quarters forever.' Unquote. Um, I still love." physical media you can fit so much more data on physical media uh and and i understand that it's not as convenient for people who have hot great internet connections uh but for people who don't have great internet connections uh physical media should still always be around and there's going to be people out there that are like no, get rid of dvds forever don't don't ever i don't ever want to see a dvd again i i still buy things on on 4k blu-ray I still, I rent movies from Gamefly. Um, even though I know I could have streamed Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, I rented it from Gamefly and watched it in 4K UHD. Um, so I think Gamefly has kind of positioned themselves as like, okay, we're going to be your new Netflix DVD. And so I hope it works out for them because Gamefly, uh, they, they do have a good service. Um, I've actually got a, a PS5 game rented from them right now because I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to buy the star Wars, uh, VR game. The experience that the tales from galaxy's edge, I don't want to buy it, but they made a physical version. So I've rented it from GameFly, And so I can try it then. Uh, and it saves me a little bit of money. Uh, Claw says, one of the things I've been doing when I buy a 4k Blu-ray, I rip it using make MKV, and I'm putting it on my Plex server. It remakes the same, uh, 4k quality. It remains the same 4k quality. And yes, that is true. Uh, because you're getting that high end stream off of the disc rather than the lower, lower bitrate stream, uh, that, that you normally would. But I do want to mention just, you know, to respect copyright, it's the law. Now what Tireclaw was doing is not it, it, what tech law does. Does respect copyright? You are allowed to make uh, to make one copy for yourself of something that you own. But I'm just saying, respect copyright. It's the law. The Department of Defense in this poster from 1989, I think, says respect copyright. It's the law. Dark Tatia says, uh, I agree with the physical media thing. We relate to everything everywhere uh, all at once, and getting the DVD was much cheaper than digital. And QuestBusher says, I love having a library of DVDs, of favorite films that aren't at risk of losing internet or at the whims of a revolving catalog. That's true. Um, there is disc rot, so you're going to have to worry about that, but that's where Tiger Claw's solution kind of comes in to help with that. But just once remember, respect copyright, it's the law. DarkTitSea says, don't copy that 4K UHD Blu-ray. It doesn't have quite a ring to it anyway. Uh, th- we, no, you just got to look and, and you'll see the, the ads at the beginning of your purchased 4K UHD Blu-rays that say, you know, p- copyright uh, piracy is not a victimless cl- crime and blah, blah, blah. All the stuff that gets ripped off. Uh, they, they, they lop all that stuff off when, when you actually pirate it. But remember, respect copyright. It's the law. For the people on the podcast feed, I keep bringing up the poster I talked about in the first segment of the show, and I keep putting it on the screen and I'm pointing to it. That's the part, that's the visual that you're missing right now. So uh, we're going to take a very quick music break, and then we will come back and uh, and we'll talk about, you can call in. Uh, if you want to call in, go into our uh, fognetwork.com discord, go into our discord server, join the Green Room Voice Chat channel, and uh, we can talk about anything maybe I didn't talk about here on uh, in the video game industry. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwolf Show and the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. I want to ride my chocobo all day.
1: Can't get it out of my head. Hey, this is Robbie Damon, the voice of all your
0: favorite anime and video games, and you are participating with the Bobby Blackwolf Show. Have fun, baby. This sounds like you're having fun. Of course, I'm having fun. I'm here on Twitch on Sunday night. It's fun talking to y'all. If you want to leave a bumper, uh, that that bumper was actually from 2019. Back when back when it was easier to do those. All I got to do is uh, send me either a, a video of you or uh, an MP3 of just your voice. Uh, it, uh, coming back to the Bobby Blackwell Show, I will choose what DMCA violation to put behind it. Uh, and uh, get get in t- contact with me. You can either email me, bumpers at com or uh, you can contact me on our Discord server, vlognetwork.com slash Discord. Um, and uh, Sean322 says, speaking of physical media... My Mario remix from Mustin came in yesterday. Thanks again for a great interview. Thank you, yeah, thank you so much for buying it. Uh, those came out the Mario mixtape from Mustin. Uh, we came out a couple weeks ago. We had him on the show two weeks ago, and uh, that was a really fun interview. Uh, so go check it out. It's on the podcast feed, and I'm going to be uploading it hopefully to YouTube at some time pretty soon. Um, and uh, so you can you can listen to that. And uh, here's some of that, and also watch the uh, the the. You can watch the visualizer and see if the CD is something you want to get. It is still available on Bandcamp, or at least the the digital version as well, uh, which also has the extra track uh, that is done everywhere else uh, for licensing reasons. But also the the main part is also on Apple Music, Spotify, things like that. Uh, so, be yes, absolutely uh, check that out if you are into. Uh, That kind of stuff. Mustin has also done a lot of stuff on Overclock Remix. So uh, a lot of the times we play music from Overclock Remix from uh, before the show and then during that midpoint break that you don't hear on the podcast. Um, Mustin contributes to a lot of those through different things that he different organizations he's been with, uh, like the bad dudes and one up studios and things like that. Now talking about some of the DVD stuff, Peleonomea says 5 years ago British police nobody, noticed nobody was stealing DVDs during burglaries anymore. That that's usually a a good telltale sign of how much something's worth nowadays. Um I actually have a whole bunch from the estate and you know I'm going to be seeing what I can what I can get for them because my parents bought a lot of uh DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. So I've got a nice nice little collection of that and of CDs and of cassettes. I've got a box banker's box full of cassettes like Purchase cassettes, not like blank cassettes that somebody put a mixtape on. I'm like, I'm just talking about like purchase cassettes. So if I can get like a penny for each one of them, I'm doing pretty well for myself. So I'm looking in the green room. I don't see anybody in the green room voice chat channel. Uh, but uh, so that's uh, completely understand. We don't normally get to take calls. I don't just, I don't talk, stop talking early enough uh, to be able to take calls. So uh, what we can go ahead and do is talk about what's coming up next. Here on the Voice Geeks Network at Twitch.tv/slash/vognetwork is Orange Sounds Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do, uh, and we like to check in with them and see what's going on uh, over there. So, Sacramento, are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? I I am doing well. So um, so yeah. Uh, are, are you? So actually, I want to ask about. So you've played the Pixel Remasters when they came out on Steam. Do you know? I played four. Yeah, I only you played, played one four, of
1: four. Was the only one I was willing to double dip on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Did have did, did you wind up checking? I mean, I'm, I'm asking you on the spot. So the answer is going to be no. So I'm going to ask it anyway. Um. Did you wind up checking to see if like was it patched with some of the new stuff that they seem to have added? With the console versions? I didn't check,
1: but I don't believe it has been yet, to my knowledge. Um, I don't think there's anything in the Steam store, like on the marketplace to indicate, you know, they'll usually do like patch notes or something like that. I don't think I've seen anything that popped in for Final Fantasy 4. But of course, as I'm talking to you and trying to buy myself time, I'm actually bringing up the store right now to verify that. Um, But I'm pretty confident in that answer um, that we would have seen some type of... Yeah, they they're advertising OST and wallpaper, but um I'm not seeing anything that shows that they've actually updated it unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Cuz I think that was um and Dark Titsy even says, "Yeah, I didn't see any updates for 6 on Steam when I went back to briefly see, see where I was." So, why not probably not. Because I know they've added like the music player uh and which which is also for each one uh, mm-hmm. They they all this gallery, which you don't have to unlock any of the artwork. It's just all there in the beginning. Oh, uh, but nice. I think like some of those like experience boosts, I think was that in for like when you played the Steam version, like did it have some of that boosting stuff and the encounters it's- on and off?
1: It's been a hot minute, but I don't believe so. I think that was yeah. all new for um, the console version, but please don't hold me to that. It has okay. it has been about a year and a half since yeah. that Steam version came out, so I, I don't recall. I don't usually enable that stuff anyway, but high speed I do like. I really like that in the twelve remaster. Yeah, they don't um, do
0: a high speed. They do have like it's a oh, walk. I thought or they run. did. So what they do is they have you could choose between walk or run. At least I now, remember, I've only played one. I've only played Final Fantasy one. You can mm-hmm. choose walk or run inside a town. Oh, that's but, still But nice. it's not like it doesn't speed up the battles. Oh, there that's is a bummer. an there is an auto battle, so like you can just set it to auto battle. But what I don't like about it in Final Fantasy 1 is it's not auto attack. They also use mm. up your spells. Mm-hmm. And I'm like and in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 1, you you ha- you don't have MP, you have okay, yep. you can use this 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 line of spells 8 times.
1: Now, I heard they had went back to that, like the original Final Fantasy one had on the NES, but they did. They actually switched it to an MP system when they did the Game Boy Advance version. Yeah. The Origins pack used MP. So it's interesting they went back. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't put in any of the bonus stuff no. from any of like the Nintendo remasters they did over the years. So no. I do know that.
0: But uh, yeah, n- none of that new stuff, but they did bring over like you actually have magic healing item Id- or you have elixirs and stuff that didn't exist in the original NES. And apparently some of the spells work now because apparently like one of the spells was bugged on the NES. Dude. And so the game but they didn't realize it and so they balanced the game around that bugged spell. Oh, and so when they fixed the game, they're like, "Oh, that spell's overpowered when they fixed the bug." And so they've had to rebalance Everything I think it was Temper, I think, is the spell or something that was just, it didn't work right in the original NES. And so when they fixed it, they were like, oh, damn. Oops. You know. So it's been kind of interesting reading some of that stuff. But I I really do like the boost stuff because a lot of people like the boosting and, and the speed stuff and the no encounters because they've played these before. Right. And so they just want to experience them again. I like them because I don't have the frustration of having to experience them the first time the way everybody else did
1: because <laughs> I am planning to get, I'm planning to get into them Monday tomorrow. I'll find, and I haven't plunked down the money yet, but um, I probably will finally do that tomorrow. Um, just because, um, I didn't get around to streaming late last week and I beat the game. I was playing on my Monday stream. So, okay. um, yeah, it's a good time to switch.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I've decided I'm going to try to go through them in order, uh, and kind of go up. Cause I've like, I've never really played two or three at all because, Mm-hmm. They they were never available here, and I never tried. I, I remember back in the early days. And by the way, everybody, I just want to point this out one more time, real quick here. Uh, respect copyright; it's the law. Okay, just I'm just pointing out that one more time. Uh, so uh, I thought I had downloaded about 25 years ago a translation of I think mm-hmm. Final Fantasy three. It was either mm-hmm. two or three, mm-hmm. and I'm talking Japanese two or three. And I knew something was wrong when like one of the first pieces of dialogue was pee on the rock to tell you to you you had to hit click on the rock because you had to stand in front of it and stuff. So that was I I got I wound up getting a joke translation of of one of those games. And that's I just like, all right, I don't trust anybody anymore. So I didn't get anything else.
1: It's nice to have like an official 2D version yeah. of Final Fantasy 3 and even just having the re because, you know, Final Fantasy uh, 4 and 6, you know, to try to keep the uh, Japanese number um, yeah. were f- really famously bad translations here in yes. the U.S. And most of us don't really I mean, we know it now. But we didn't realize it then because we were kids, you know, so we didn't realize mm-hmm. these stories were actually a lot more mature than, you know, what yeah. they kind of. Like a, I think a very good example of that, and there's probably plenty of examples. But I know one that I can think of is in Final Fantasy VI. There's a scene. Sorry, I'm going to spoil a very old game, but there's yep. a scene where Celeste essentially is trying to unalive by fleeing herself off a cliff. But in the original translation, they don't, they don't, they they make it sound like sometimes they'll go here and they'll jump from really high up type <laughs> of thing. Like it really like sanitizes what the meaning is behind yeah. it. Whereas you know now in the pixel remasters they've been able to you know it, it is a darker story and what happens there because um, a, a major character passes away right in front of her and she loses a lot of hope and it's a, it's a very dark thing um, so um, yeah now that kind of appropriately comes through in the pixel remasters although to be fair Final Fantasy VI was also trans retranslated before um, yeah but it's it's nice to you know have the the real story this time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I am I am actually proud of myself for waiting until the Switch version. I'm very happy with it. And that way, uh, now when I'm going on all these business trips and all these flights next month where I'm not going to be able to come be on the show, I can still play them. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and you know, because I, I don't have a Steam Deck yet. Because obviously, like, these work great on the Steam Deck. I just don't have a Steam Deck yet. So, mm. um and and I don't know if I want to take a Switch and a Steam Deck on a plane. Like, I think that's a little overkill. Um, so I'm going to stick with the switch for right now
1: and I'm going to get the PlayStation version cause LOL trophies. And I don't, I don't game on the go like ever only when I'm like flying. So, and you get six
0: platinum trophies from these.
1: Yeah. Here's hoping. I mean, you have to, I was kind of looking at what you have to do. You have to be very thorough in those games, but, um, you can get a fair amount of trophies just playing through them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, since I actually like that there's no trophies because I'm always worried. Here's the thing I worry about with achievements and trophies. <laughs> and this is a me problem. This is solely a me problem. It's because I'm afraid that people are going to look at my trophy list and be like, oh, he didn't do that. He's not a real oh, gamer. Yeah. Which, to be fair, nobody does. Nobody's gonna
1: say Tur- turn it off. You have privacy settings now. I know
0: you can you can hide that from everybody if you want. But I'm like, but but somebody's gonna find out, and nobody's gonna look. Nobody's gonna look. Nobody's gonna, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna
1: log into your PlayStation when you're not home and take screenshots That's right. and post them all over the internet.
0: Look at you not being a real gamer. Lolol. Yeah. No, nobody's gonna care but for some reason Wait, that's still in the my gu- th- the
1: guy who has embraced the meme since Borderlands 2 of Bobby Blackwolf mode the guy who's embraced that meme mm. has <laughs> reservations yes. about his trophy collection yes <laughs> right.
0: well it's because right. I don't want people to like because I'm like oh if there's a trophy that's like do this without dying I'm like I need to do it without dying or somebody's gonna know and go call me out on it nobody's gonna call me out on it but it's still in my head it- that's the you case. You beat
1: the tutorial in Cuphead, right? I did. Then you're in like the top 50% of there game we go. journals already. All right, All right.
0: Awesome. I'm not a journalist, though. I'm a commentator. I'm wait, whatever. 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 Talking heads. That's right. Well, <laughs> so uh, speaking of talking heads, what are the talking heads going to be talking about on Orange Launch Radio tonight?
1: Hey, So we'll talk a little bit about the Nintendo Indie World that happened this week. Of course, they announced a lot of interesting things, including something right up the alley of our closest love, music games. So Mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit about what they announced. Atari making some very interesting Mm -hmm. acquisitions this week as well. We'll get into those. Um, How do older gamers feel represented in video games? I mean we are a collection of older gamers, so maybe we have something to say about that, at least Mm -hmm. middle older gamers, so maybe we have something to say about this. Unfortunately, uh, we don't really care about the opinion of a 29-year-old Bobby Blackwolf, so uh, I'm not going to ask what your thought is on that. Um, But Also, uh, another big, big announcement this week. I'll I'll leave you with this. Uh, Niantic, the company that cannot be bothered to respond to the fan campaign that was launched two weeks ago about their unpopular changes, instead decided to announce an all-new game, and we'll see if it actually comes out or gets canceled first, but it's looking like it's pretty Far along.
0: So we'll talk uh, a little bit about all that in just a little bit. All right. Orange Sound Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. All right. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash bong network, for my 850th episode. I kind of lose track. I only know because I have it on the top of the screen and I update the number. I'm like, oh, it says 849. That means. 849 plus one carried the dots here. It's 850. Um, so uh, it's going to be a normal show. Uh, I, I probably won't do anything special until I do like a thousand episodes, which um, my 20, the anniversary of my 29th birthday, will be able to drink by then. So uh, we'll see how many people are still around listening to me for that stuff. But that's a, uh, and quest fresh says that's a lot of leveling up. Thank you so much. So yeah, uh, episode 850, uh will be a normal episode, but it's next week, eight p.m. Eastern, five PM Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. I am on social media at Bobby Blackwolf, uh, just about everywhere. MSTDN.games is my Mastodon instance that I am on. Um and uh I am not verified anywhere. Nobody can verify me because Bobby is not actually my real name, so they wouldn't be able to verify that I'm the real Bobby Blackwolf anyway, because there are actually people in America actually named Bobby Blackwolf. Uh, that actually have more. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody. But it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet, but we would not be able to make this live show work without the help of the chatters that had a hype train start right at the beginning of the show. Actually, the hype train started before we even started, during a little pre-show music break so everybody can log into the stream. So I want to thank Mike Def for a re uh, who resubscribed, saying uh, "Let's get this party going," um, and then uh, let's see here. So let, let's get this par- uh get this Sunday going. Uh, Tiger Claw resubscribed, saying "I just resubscribed, thank you so much." Orange Right resubscribed, and Rob Roberts resubscribed with hype. I should do it right. Hype! I gotta, I gotta get my pipes up for that. Um, that that concluded our hype train with level one achieved, and then uh, we did get 200 bits from Sean three two two. That said, hoip. And then also She Hulk 10 cheered 100 bits, saying, great show, Bobby. Thank you so much for that. Um, So uh, I will now hit the button so I can get out of here on time. Look at this. Like, I'm being punctual tonight. Uh, I will see you next week. Maybe I'll have more uh, secrets from my computer museum vault that I've acquired. I don't know. But I'll see you next week. Bye. A winner is you.
1: The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.